Hello, guys. Uh, welcome to the GP Pudgy HQ podcast. Uh, I've got a wicked guest for you today. Uh, so if you're listening to this on either Spotify and Apple or whether you're on YouTube, I hope you're having a fantastic time of it. Um, this is season one, uh, episode four now. We're racketing through these uh, episodes with the reigning, we've been waiting to try and get this one together for some time, um, the reigning Miss Great Britain uh, 2022 to 2023, Miss Amy Mizak. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on today. I'm excited to have you. I'm glad we've managed to uh, align diaries and what have you with both being uh, very busy people trying to get you in. Uh, and most people, obviously, if they're wa- if they're watching or listening to this, won't realise that I actually had Nicole on yesterday. So we managed to get. I'm trying to get ahead. I'm trying to move myself get get far ahead. So uh, I've got plenty to, to put out. You're doing well. I love it. Like you said, it is hard to match up diaries, isn't it? Because on the days you can do, I can't do, and it's just busy life, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously, we've only just got back from the VIP uh, day at Red Carpet Ready, where we managed to touch base and and all that kind of stuff. How was that day for you? Yeah, oh my gosh, I loved it. Um, So I've actually been to Red Carpet Ready before, but it was years ago. So it was really nice to see how it had expanded. Um, There's loads of lovely girls on the team. Everyone was really helpful. And of course, for girls, it's just, um, it's the dream really to go through a dress shop and just be able to try on lovely sparkly gowns. So it really wasn't hard work at all. I absolutely loved it. And it was nice to meet all the finalists. Not all of them went, but there was um, quite a lot of contestants for this year's competition that went. So it was lovely to put a face to a name as I've interviewed some of them over the Instagram on the Instagram Live for get to know the finalists. Um, So it was really lovely to meet everybody and see everybody mingling. And I thought, oh my gosh, the final's not that far away at all. No, and you, uh, I seem to remember you managed to get the dress, is that correct? I did. So I've chosen my handover dress, which to be honest was quite a tough one because there was a lot of lovely gowns in the shop. Mm. Um, And I hummed and hawed over a few. I had a few different ones on, different colours and things, but I thought this year I won't reveal too much, but I have gone for something that I maybe wouldn't have um, picked to compete in. So it's it's, uh, quite an extravagant dress. And I think um, it would be too risky to compete in because it's quite a different dress. So I thought I'll take this moment and uh, make it mine and and I'll wear something different this time. Awesome. It looked stunning. It really did. The three of you, you know, really, I think you you nailed you, you nailed it. I mean, from obviously uh, with us being national directors, when we kind of see you guys together uh, and, you know, you're just looking at, well, obviously not to give too much away, but that just how you guys look together is is just is fantastic and the, obviously the it's a big shout out actually for the girls at red carpet ready because they really pulled out all the stops you know their service is superb and we're not just saying that because they're you know one of our, our sponsors but they they really did pull out the stops and run around after after everybody so yeah big shout out to those it can't be easy um <laughs> like constantly having to pull gowns out from places tie them up and you know we we all had a lot of gowns on so those girls have got a lot of patience and they're so heavy i didn't even realize i mean just like you i'm a, a big gym goer but oh my god i couldn't believe how heavy some of the dresses were and these girls were carrying five six seven dresses at a time you know just draped in fact a lot of them were carrying them above their head which i didn't even realize was the thing but then of course because they're so long they were like at full extension carrying these these huge heavy dresses it was uh yeah it was very really impressive so i can only imagine how it feels on when you're actually like wearing the thing it must feel so heavy it, is, it feels a little bit to the equivalent of wearing a weighted vest in the gym <laughs> okay. 
that's the only thing I can compare it to. But these girls that work there must have been good, strong muscles carrying yeah. I wonder whether that's a prerequisite whether you get hired or not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How strong are you? <laughs> yeah. How many dresses can you carry up the stairs? Um, okay, let's let's dive into you because um, it's not long until you actually pass the crown on to, to the next one. But I don't want to start uh, where we are now. I want, I want you to go back to um, the moment you, you actually found pageants. So can you remember the actual moment where you were like, oh my god this probably not knowing actually what it was or anything about it you just saw something that led you to go oh my god I, I want a piece of whatever that is yeah I actually do remember the exact moment and it was like an epiphany it was one of those light bulb moments that you look back and you think I actually do remember the exact minute that I thought I need to enter pageants and it all started way back in 2012 um and I was actually beginning uni. So I went to um, Glasgow Caledonian University and it was the kind of open day where you got to meet the head of the year and um, all the guidance teachers and things like that and the lecturers. Um, and so the guy that was head of the year, he came to do a speech about what was involved in the course, what kind of avenues and things that you could take in the direction of like your career afterwards. And uh, it was a media course, so it was all to do with journalism, media, presenting, because I really, really wanted to get into presenting. And he was given an idea of some of the success stories from that course. And he explained that there was a girl called Jennifer Rioch. And he said, some of you might have seen her on TV. And because she was a Scottish girl, I knew exactly who she was. And he said, her career absolutely catapulted. She came and did this course. And... Um, you know, obviously she got the skills and then what she did was she entered Miss Scotland and she ended up winning Miss Scotland and that absolutely skyrocketed her career because obviously a title like that holds some weight. I know that with Miss Great Britain, even people that don't know pageants, the title just carries a lot of weight. People are like, wow, Miss Great Britain. So that's exactly how I felt when I saw that lecturer and he said that this girl that did this course went on to win Miss Scotland and her career was amazing. And it actually, I was sitting there thinking, you know, I should enter a beauty pageant. That's exactly what I should do. And really at that point in time, I should have been thinking, yeah, I should really ace this course. But I was thinking, you know, a pageant you know maybe that could build my skills on stage I could learn how to deal with nerves I could learn how to market myself it would be a great experience it's something new and I was always interested in modeling so I thought the two kinds of went hand in hand and um, which they're kind of similar in industries and they do cross over sometimes so I thought I'm gonna look this up and I went home that night and I typed in pageants near me and I thought well I'm I'm not ready to enter Miss Scotland, but if I can try a few different pageants and just see what they're like, and then I'll go for Miss Scotland. So that was my plan. And I actually entered that night into um, a pageant called Miss Earth, and they had a Scottish heat. So if you won the title of Miss Earth Scotland, then you were sent to Miss Earth, which was usually held in the Philippines. But in this instance, it was going to be held in um, Vienna, Austria, which is the most economical city in the world. And they are all about the environment. So I answered and I got this letter back where, you know, we've looked at your pictures, we've read your um, CV and we think you'd be great and we would love to invite you to the grand final. 
And so I remember it was like something out of a movie. I was running around the house screaming with this letter in my hand. And like, and um, my mom and dad were like, you're joking, you're joking. Because this was such a big deal. I had never done anything like this before. Um, and so you hadn't, they- you hadn't actually done a live um, uh, heat or anything over here. It was like, we've looked at what you've, you've got from an application point of view and oh by the way you're now coming to Vienna well no so I had to go and do the Scottish heat so this was me just into the Scottish heat but I was acting like I was being sent to the final right right. (laughs) um because it's such a big deal to me I'd never done anything like it before so um I went to the finals and there wasn't many girls there was a couple of girls maybe six and that year I came third but for me I was so happy with third place because I thought I came here to get experience to learn how to deal with nerves to learn how to market myself um and that's exactly what I got out of it so although at the end of it you know there were some girls that that were there for the crown at that point and for me I was there for the experience um and then I actually went back the following year and I won the Scottish title the following year and I got to go to uh, Vienna and um, what did you actually sorry carry on I, I actually placed top 16 out of 110 national winning ladies at the competition wow that, that's that's awesome that, I mean for people who know like the transition of, of going from obviously regional to national international that's that's a that's a jump right it was really cool yeah and I love that the background of it was all about the environment and because obviously we're at a time of global warming and things like that so um it it had a purpose behind it and it obviously gave me the experience being on an international stage as well it gave me the experience but from that obviously entering with the intention of of gaining um confidence in my self and uh, presenting skills essentially because I was wanting to go into journalism and presenting and actually I, I fell in love with pageants rather than what I'd actually originally entered them for which was building the confidence on stage and I got the two in one go but I absolutely got the pageant bug after that and every year I was like I need to go and watch them and I made great friends through it and it just built up from there. So with um, from year one, so entering into the Miss Scotland fine, uh, uh, regional, uh, well, I suppose it'd be a regional, would it be um, the regional final, the country final, national final, I suppose, wouldn't it? Um, what did you learn from going back? So that first year to then competing the second year and winning, what exactly did you, what did you learn in the first one that you then applied in the following year that you obviously improved on in order to, to go from three to, to first? What can you think back to what it was? Because this is really relevant for people who maybe are coming back, having done um, pageants over and over and maybe either moving up in terms of placing um, or just, you know, really getting close, you know, in that top five, in that top three. Can you remember what it was that you did that took you or what you think happened or changed to take you from three to one to win? Yeah, I think for me, it was really about being prepared. And because I was being thrown in at the deep end and I had never done anything like that before, I didn't really know how to prepare. But because I got a taste of it uh, the first year, when I went back the following year, I had the whole year to research things. And I was really getting into my fitness. That's actually when I started going to the gym. It made me look at myself and think, 
I want to be the best version of me. Not I want to be the skinniest girl on stage, all the stereotypes. It wasn't like that. It was I want to be the best version of me so that when I put myself on that stage, I know that I've done everything that I can. Um, and I can actually, you know, say I am the best here. I would love to be the representative. So I spent the whole year getting into the gym, looking after myself, doing research. I was watching a lot of pageant videos online. I was watching even like Miss Universe swimwear rounds or Miss uh, Grand International swimwear rounds. And I was watching from a judge's perspective of who was standing out and then why, the, why were they standing out? You know, she walked more confidently than her, but what gave her the confidence? Um, what made her look like she was more confident just by walking? So I didn't actually have any training at that point, but I, I just took it from YouTube videos. I just researched on YouTube and there wasn't a lot on there at the time, but it was just um, clips from international pageants. And sometimes I would put them on the, you know, when you're on the treadmill for half an hour and I would just put the swimwear, <laughs> I would put the swimwear rounds on. And I thought if anyone could see me now, they're probably <laughs> thinking, like body motivation <laughs> which it was as well but um it was more really about trying to multitask of I'm in working on myself but I'm also researching and getting the knowledge behind me so that I feel prepared enough when the when the final comes round. So were you practicing your walk on the treadmill or were you, were you just running along and, and taking as much in as you could? No definitely not I'm one of those really clumsy people so I, I know that if I had tried that then something bad would have happened to me. <laughs> You'd have stopped at some point to like present like to the judges and ended up off the back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not. Um, no, I, I, every day I was on the treadmill and that's exactly what I did. So I was just kept rewatching things, rewatching. And the same with evening gowns. I think what made that evening gown stand out or I would listen to the top five question and I would try and figure out how they'd structured that answer. And I think that was a, a bit of the media nerd in me as well of like, you know, with broadcasting, you're taught how to structure something, you know, you need an in, you need a middle and you need an end, you need an, a really strong out and things like that. So the two actually cross over in some ways um, because a lot of girls do get media training and things in the international pageant. So for me, I was able to use the media skills that I was getting in pageants as well. Awesome. And is there anything that you... Uh, that you put in yourself from obviously being a like, media student was there anything other than what you just explained about the the beginning middle and end for interview did you use any of those kind of skills that you built that you found on the course at, at uni did you bring those into your your competing over those two years did you find anything that was useful that perhaps somebody listening would be able to to apply that they perhaps may not have thought of or that's not a normal pageant thing yeah, for instance, even things like, um, so when I was being trained in media, it was um, all about keeping a really clean record and the being aware of social media and the things that you say. Um, and to be honest, that really did cross over in pageants because it helped me keep a really clean record. So for instance, you know, you'll see things like that Kevin Hart said 10 years ago and it comes back to haunt him. From the minute I had social media, I was always very aware of what I was writing on there because I thought I want to do presenting and I don't ever want this to come back. You know, maybe even if you'd been out and had a few drinks and thought it was funny to put something up, like I was always very strict about what 
what I was sharing on social media and kept a really clean record. So I would say that actually crossed over in pageants because in pageants, you know, people look at your profile, they're looking up to you and it's important to be a really um, clean, strong role model. So I would definitely say that crossover. Um, also, the presenting skills, I would say, um, as I was saying before about the the in and the strong content and then the out, that really helped me structure an answer for even things like when I competed in Miss Great Britain and we had to answer the top 10 question, um, which was quite nerve-wracking. But for me, because I've spoken on a stage in front of people through media, I felt I knew the process um, of how to answer it in a, a kind of stronger manner than I ever would have right at the start. And do you remember what, because at that point, I think I was running around like a headless chicken with saffron, um, <laughs> getting everything and scores together and, and production, all that kind of stuff. So I can't actually remember what question you were asked. Do you remember? And do you remember your answer? Yeah, I do. So they actually asked, actually after that, a lot of people were saying, I think you got the hardest one, although it might sound a simple question. It's quite a hard question to give a positive answer to. And I was asked, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh. I think that's quite a tough one, isn't it? It is, because you kind of have to spin a, a positive negative on that. It's a bit like when you're in a job interview, isn't it? It's like, what what's uh, one of your flaws? Oh, that I've yeah. worked so hard that, you know, that kind of... Exactly, yeah, that I burned myself out. Yeah, just by working so hard, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it was one of those ones where I thought, oh my God, like, what do you say to this? But for me, because I had started my self-empowerment workshop called Limitless, all about um, breaking fears and, you know, any limiting beliefs and becoming limitless and going for your dreams and things like that. Um, I had created that course on the lead up to it. So I was able to answer by using my platform, which was Limitless. So I used that as an example. So when they said, I'm paraphrasing here because um, it was nearly a year ago now. But when they said, what's one thing you would change about yourself? Um, I started by saying that in my Limitless course, which I created on the lead up to Miss Great Britain, I have an exercise that I make the girls do, which is look in the mirror and name three things that you love about yourself. But people are always quick to, to point out the things that they don't love about themselves. So it's about focusing on the things that you can control and the things that you, you know, it, it, instead of looking at the negative it's about looking at the positive and um through limitless i feel like that with miss great britain you know you you're wanting a candidate who really cares and really wants to make a difference and i've seen an opportunity there with the limitless workshops and i want to help all women and um, believe that they are limitless so i was able to um finish it with a strong and you know they can become limitless too was my last that was my out that was your mic drop that was my mic drop. And that that is the skill that I learned in media of like, it has to be a strong out. So the last line has to be da da da, boom. And so for me, it was like, and you can become limitless too, full stop. Because I think there's the feel of, especially when you're nervous, rambling on. Yeah. And then you've kind of went off in a fork road and you don't really know where you're taking your answer. So for me, um, I was, it was a really difficult question, but I think if I hadn't had, limitless and I hadn't been so confident in what it was about that maybe I would have struggled with that question but for me I was able to use the platform which was good. Mm, coming in with some clarity to be able to put the, the full stop on when 
when you know you've 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 closed when you've nailed it so to speak because at the end of the day that's really the last exposure that the judges are going to see from you and the last thing that they're going to remember so because i don't think after that there's any there's nothing else where you're you're scored or what have you that is literally last chance saloon isn't it so you know a lot of uh titles are won and lost on literally those those last few sentences that you that you pass over because if it's really close up until that point that's the only shot that you've got to leave what you want to leave in the judge's mind before it's in the lap of uh in the lap of the scores yeah it can always it can it can be the case of one point so it's really important i, I know a lot of girls put I, i've been guilty of myself over 10 years of pageants you put so much concentration on one thing and it's really important to actually be the steady eddie over everything of like make sure your outfits are good but also make sure you're really good at speaking um and you you can be a really great speaker but your outfits didn't cut it or your walk didn't cut it so it's actually about being a level playing field right over and being good in each category and um, rather than excelling in one and not being great in the rest yeah um we we're going to circle back to the um the, the limitless stuff because i do want to carry on uh, the journey of what happened after you went out to to vienna did you then go um straight back into uh like pageant competing from there what, what happened after that yeah, well, from there, um, what has actually happened was a pageant contacted me and said, you know, we saw um, that you had been Miss Earth Scotland and we would like you to enter our pageant because we've just had a girl drop out. So um, if you want to come down, it's in two days time. Um, I can't remember where it was, but it was in England somewhere. And my mum was like, just use the dress that you had. You're wanting experience. Go down. So again, from that point, I was like, yeah, the experience. So me and two of my best friends got a road trip and we went all the way down to England and we stayed in this shabby little pub, <laughs> like like Airbnb, but it wasn't. And it was absolutely haunted. And it was a like it was a public communal um bathroom. And there was it was dark corridors. Me and my friend were absolutely terrified. We were like, it's not going to end well it's going to be in the newspapers of like two girls have gone missing and um, it was horrible but these are the things that you do you go to extreme lengths don't you so um so I went down there and that pageant was called world supermodel so it was for the United Kingdom title and whoever won that was going to get to go to Fiji and you would win a you had the chance to win a modeling contract with Trump models um so I thought, wow, Fiji, that like that's a really exotic place, somewhere I would never ever have considered going. Um, and I I entered the the final down in England and I actually won that one as well. Oh. So um so I got to go to Fiji and that was an incredible experience. And that was um less pageanty but more modelly. So um because it was run by, you know, there was a modeling contract up for grabs, things like that. Um, although it was run like a pageant, it was very much about modeling. And um, we had photo shoot challenges and you had to dive off um, under a glass bottom boat for them to take pictures of you. Um, and we, they took us to the islands where Castaway was filmed with Tom Hanks. So it was amazing. And it was it looked like somebody had put, you know, that Redox bath salts, the blue stuff. Mm. <laughs> it looked like somebody had put that in the water. It was the most... Oh, it was the most luxurious 
thing I've ever seen. It was like something off a postcard and it was white sands. There was no seaweeds. It was all tropical fish, like what you would see from Finding Nemo. It was incredible. So I really, really loved that. And I came top six at World Supermodel. So I loved that. That's incredible. And uh, other bath salts and Disney movies are available if you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was talking to um, uh, Nicole yesterday, actually, and we touched on the point that you know people don't realize that that actually the pageant world gives you so much access to do things that money can't buy you know these experiences that you get to go and do um you know like for you for you girls that were doing the um the new year's day parade you know driving through london in the back of uh, you know some old minis and all that for the new year's day parade you know these are things that money can't buy and and it's such a i think an under appreciated and underspoken thing that that's within the pageant world is that you get to do these amazing experiences and people that are outside of the the pageant community that's really small um they don't know about it so if they don't know about it it's not on their radar and they don't necessarily think they're going to come in uh and compete which is again why we do the podcast and why we you know we're working really hard particularly on miss great britain social media to bring more people into the fold so they get access to, to all this really cool stuff so um from fiji and and winning so did you win the model the model contract with trump models as well so the winner, the the first place, got the modeling contract, which was my friend Nature. She was from um, South Africa. Uh, but I did place the top six. So you didn't, I think we just won goodie bags and things like that if you were in the top six. Um, but the experience, like you said, it was the experience that you really couldn't buy. It was, and it's, Fiji's probably a place I will never get another opportunity to go to. Um, so it's given me a lot of travel opportunities, pageants. And, you know, when I meet friends from school and things, they say, oh, you're always jet setting off somewhere. And actually it's because of pageants. And the girls that I meet within pageants, they end up sharing opportunities that they've got where they're saying, I've got this thing, do you want to come with me? Um, and you end up going with them from that. But the friends I've made have been so special. All my closest friends are from pageants and I never thought I'd see the day because it does get a really, really bad stereotype pageants um, of girls not being very nice to each other. And I've never experienced that. I've been really lucky that it's actually not been like that at all. I think the movies make it seem so much worse, don't they? Well, I think you've got obviously Mean Girls and Miss Congeniality and, all, and, and the things, what pe and also because it's it's very much an American or has been a an American kind of stereotype i suppose i guess you only get to see what what you what's put out there i i i guess um but it's like i say this to to people and everything you know is it like mean girls and all this kind of stuff like look like there is always going to be uh like a bad apple in an industry there may be two or three but you know the trick is is that within um within the pageantry you don't come across them you know <laughs> very often but of course the it's not like unicorns and rainbows and what have you all the time you know we we have to as certainly as national directors we have to deal with some stuff you know we, we do but the thing is is that the the really good people um hugely outweigh 100x 
like the the ones that maybe aren't in it perhaps the right reasons which then tars the industry with with the same kind of mean girl vibe which you just it just isn't you know it really isn't it certainly isn't within the miss great britain uh brand because well we just don't allow it. we don't tolerate it you know we just yeah. don't because we want everybody to be uh include included you know we want it to be as diverse as, as we possibly can and unless it's a welcoming environment where we as directors are prepared to put our foot down and go that's not acceptable and hold people to a higher standard then um that that's our role as, as directors is to make it the nicest place possible for people who do want to come and experience all the wicked things that that you've experienced or and are continuing to experience so from PG, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think as well, it's it's so much so that it's really not just about how you look. And I think people think it is going to be. Um, so like you said, you know, the people that are bad eggs that are there for the wrong intentions are weaveled out quite quickly because it is about who you are, what you're going to do for the brand. Are you great with charity work? Are you approachable? Um, are you going to be a good representative? Things like that. So um, like you said, it's just not tolerated. So somebody that's there for the wrong intentions won't go very far with it no no and and that does you know you you also then find that that is actually pageant wide as well as in like it doesn't matter what system it is 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 that that no one really tolerates that kind of that kind of behavior so all you really do if you're trying to bring a bad vibe i suppose to 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 the industry is is that you'll kind of get segregated out quite quite quickly as you said so from fiji then what so from Fiji, let me think, because it was a while ago. Um, so from Fiji, I think that's when I decided, that was it, I decided it was time to enter Miss Scotland. So I entered Miss Scotland um, and you're only able to compete in Miss Scotland if you make it to the top 10. So they, they won't allow up to 40 girls to compete and then whittle it down from there they actually will only select 10 finalists and then you're the one that gets to compete on the night so the time came and um I entered Miss Scotland and I went to the interview I was really nervous because I thought oh my god I've like worked my way up to this I was really proud of myself as well um but for me I, I don't actually know if maybe having pageant experience possibly didn't um I thought maybe it would have excelled me a little and put me a bit more of an advantage because I would have some experience. I'd kind of know what it was about. But um, I think for that competition, the lady that runs that likes to run it as a modelling contest. So when we were there, she was saying, it's not a pageant, it's a modelling contest. So again, it was quite different. So very like the world supermodel, which was run as a modelling contest um, rather than a pageant. But um, obviously, if you win Miss Scotland, you go to Miss World. So I was really excited uh, to compete in that. And I met some really lovely girls. But it came to the the night. I actually went all the way down, got my dress from Red Carpet Ready, went down to Lincoln with my mum and my sister. Um, and I, I fundraised, I think it was four up to £4,000 that year for the Dogs Trust, because my dog had just passed away that year. So I climbed Ben Nevis. I was fundraising for the Dogs Trust. Um, and I was really pleased with the results of fundraising. And then on the night of Miss Scotland, I didn't place. Not top three, not even set. I thought, I thought, oh, I really hope I've got a chance with this because I've got experience. I thought maybe I'll make the top three. I didn't even make top three. So I think that um, knocks your confidence a little bit when you've had your heart set on something. And then, you know, you think, oh, I 
I kind of thought even if I didn't win that maybe I would have been up there because I had a little bit of experience and none of the other girls had done anything like this before. Um, and I had fundraised the most and I had, you know, used my media connections. I'd been in the paper loads and things like that. So I, I had literally put my heart and soul into that on the lead up to it. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just think, oh, it didn't pay off. But I'm very much one for thinking, you know, what's for you won't go by you. And at that time, I, I was really, really devastated. I was like, oh, no. Um, so, and I think, to be honest, if I'd placed in the top three, I probably would have went back. But for me, a lot of the time, I think it is about trying to find the system that's right for you, because they all kind of represent different things. Some of them have got different uh, advocacies and things like that. So, for me, it was about trying to find the right system from there. And I thought, well, if I haven't made top three, there's no point in going back to try that one again because it was out of a pool of just 10 girls. So obviously the ratio, I thought, mm, maybe this one's not the system for me. Um, and so from there, I entered um, one the following year called Miss Grand International. And there was a, Scot a Scottish title up for grabs, English and Welsh. And so I went down, that was in the Park Hall Hotel um, run by Holly Perry. It was a great event and I was over the moon. I won Miss Grand Scotland. Um, and it's funny because my now best friend, who's been my best friend since I won that title, um, I, I didn't even know her name. And they said, Miss Grand England is... Noki Savani and I, I went Noki I've never heard that name before Noki and we stood on the stage holding hands together being like what do we have together this is exciting I'm Amy I'm Noki um, and from there we've been joined at the hip and we've literally done everything together holidays together our families our friends Um, she competed at Miss Universe this year and represented Great Britain at Miss Universe so I went all the way over to America um, to watch her compete in that. And then we went uh, a cruise around the Bahamas, as you do, together. I we, I, we had to watch it all on um, Instagram. So we felt like we were there, we were there too. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it'd be great to get Noki on here, actually, as well. It'd be great to have uh, have a conversation with her uh, yes. and, and learn from her experiences and stuff. So um, so the, the, the lapse in confidence didn't last too long then so what was the gap between Miss Scotland and then going into to Grand was that the following year yeah I think it was one year um and again it was the confidence was more I think because I had linked it to the success of the girl's career that I'd heard that I'd won Miss Scotland and she was successful in presenting I think I had linked that success to uh Miss Scotland so when I didn't place I think that's where the disappointment came from. But I have to say that any other pageant that I've competed in, I've never ever felt that disappointment again, even if I've not won. It, it, just, it, it just hit different at that time. And I, I do think it was because I was linking it to, I think subconsciously I had told myself, well, you're not going to be successful at presenting then. You're not going to get a broadcasting job if you don't have that title. I, I linked the two uh, closely together. Um, but obviously, when God's open, uh, shuts a window, he opens a door and that's what happens. So um, when I won Miss Grand International, I went to Vietnam, I had the best time. I was away for almost a month. And um, at the end of it, I thought I'd be dying to go home. And I was like, I don't want to go home. <laughs> I want to stay here. Um, and actually my flight went via Qatar on the way home. And my auntie actually lives in Qatar. And I rang her up at three in the morning. I said, can I stay yours for a few days I don't want to go home and um 
so my uncle came and got me and in the morning my cousin came down the stairs and was like why is my cousin in the kitchen <laughs> with a crown on yeah exactly and it was not planned so she's like why is she in Qatar and um, which is like an eight-hour flight from here uh so she was really confused but I was like oh I was just in the neighborhood you know <laughs> I was just dropping by passing by yeah so um so I did that had a great time and then from there I thought right I'm not going back to do Miss Scotland so I'm going to try and Miss Universe Great Britain so that's where uh, the following year, like I said, you get the bug. So it's like one year passes and it feels like a long time for a girl. Um, so the following year, I thought, right, I'll enter Miss Universe Great Britain. And uh, actually, um, they usually have about 40 candidates and they cut it straight down to top five. So that year I made the top five, which I did not expect. It was a very fierce competition. And I, I honestly was just there having a great time. I was not expecting anything. So... I was absolutely partying as if I'd won that night. We had the best night. Um, any of my friends and family that were there, there was about 12 of us, and we all said that was the best night because we just we were on cloud nine. We went to karaoke bars. We were celebrating in style. Um, so we're all just on cloud nine. And I, I went back, actually, to compete at Miss Universe Great Britain uh, three times. So I came top five the first year. I came second runner-up the second year and second runner-up the third year. Oh. Um, yeah, I was I was close, but not close enough. So the third year that I did it, I actually aged out because you're not allowed to be older than 28. That's the age limit. So that was... Their, the their loss was our game. Yeah, exactly. That was the end of the road for that. And then literally as that had happened, I think it was a couple of weeks later, obviously you guys took the title over and... You know, I heard just saffron changing the the age limit, and I was like, "What?" So, because you guys had put the age limit up to thirty, it meant that I was actually eligible to be in Miss Great Britain. And I had thought about doing it Miss Great Britain, but um, when I heard that the age limit was changing, it actually shifted me categories into Miss Great Britain which I feel was all meant to be now. It was all meant to be. So as it stands, I'm officially the oldest Miss Great Britain there's ever been, which I don't know if that's a weird flex or not. <laughs> but I'm, the, I'm definitely the oldest there's been because of the age limit. <laughs> I don't know, because actually on the night when you hand over, we have Miss Great Britain from 1969. So technically, the, the oldest <laughs> will, will be that night. Um, but yeah, because, you know, the I think I may have said it on when I was talking to uh, Charlotte Plemmy, that the, the the quality of the girls that were within that that age out category, you know, they were they, they weren't a miss, they were still a miss, and they got so much to give that we were like, no, we need we need to push this out, and obviously took it to to the right people and said, well, you know, we're, we're taking it out, and they were kind of like, okay, <laughs> so that was a good session. Was it opened up a lot, a lot of opportunities, even for friends of mine that were in Miss Great Britain last year, and uh, we were competing alongside each other. It really did open a lot of opportunities, and um, I think as well with pageants, they want you to be the best version of yourself. And I know that at Miss Great Britain, I couldn't have been the best version of me at maybe eighteen or even twenty. I, I probably couldn't have been up there, but. Uh, I like the fact that um, we were celebrating the, the age limit going up as well and giving an opportunity to these girls again.
Yeah, I remember actually at the weekend we were talking about you going into your into your thirties and what have you, and you're saying about what your thirties or your twenties just without with money. Well, it's actually more than that. It's you know it's the experience and the life lessons, and I suppose the maturity that comes across from the stage. Now, I'm not saying that someone who's 18, 20 can't win this great win, because of course they absolutely can. Um, but there is obviously that um that experience and that maturity that comes with you know getting that top end of, of 20 that maybe you just don't have lower down. I'm not saying that people don't have it, but you know, it's something that you can really build upon to bring the best version of you um with with that experience, which you've clearly had over the 10 years of uh, of competing. And also um, kind of very different systems as well that you've gone from because each one looks for something different, don't, don't they? Or a different style of personality or or, or package that you bring to stage. Um, and I didn't really understand it that much until I spoke uh, to actually learning so much doing the, the podcast, uh, like speaking to Nicole and, and to Charlotte and to Kat uh, and just understanding that people are looking for specific things. And, and I know Kat says, uh, Kat Henry was like, you know, find a system and stick because you're able to develop on the things that you know that they're actually looking for. Uh, and I found that that quite fascinating because that hadn't actually occurred to me, um, being, a, being a novice. They all look for something different. And it's funny because uh, pageants just seems like one big pool of the same thing, but it's, it's very different. And once you get into the nitty gritty of pageants, you realise that they do all look for something different. Um, and for me, and I'm not just saying this because I won Miss Great Britain, but for me, I really felt that when I was competing at Miss Great Britain and we were waiting backstage, we'd done all that we could. I remember thinking, I can't wait to come back and do this again next year. I can't wait to compete again in this because I had so much fun. And I really felt like I'd found my system. I felt like I didn't have to change the way that I was. I could actually win for being me. And that's what I love about Miss Great Britain is it's um, you're not just accepted, but you're celebrated for being you. And um, for me, that that really spoke to me because I thought, well, you know, you don't have to do your hair a certain way or, you know, be a certain type of person or do a certain type of thing. You can actually just be you. And a lot of the time look for relatability. And for me, that that was a great thing because I didn't want to go in there and be an over-rehearsed robot and, and be panicking about what I was going to say. I was actually really quite relaxed at Miss Great Britain this year because I was just having fun with it. And I think... The, like said, I've built up um, maturity and a bit of knowledge and some skills and things, some experience. So for me, I was just having a really good time. And of course, for those of uh, you that don't know, my mum actually competed in the classic division as well. So me and my mum were able to have a little bit of a girls weekend and we were just enjoying it and making a lovely memory together. Yeah, that was that was um, a really great moment as well, which was obviously all caught on on camera as well with you with you guys, um, you know, placing because she placed, didn't she? But she was third. Did she third runner, second runner up? One of the two. She came second place, first runner up. Yes, first runner up. Yeah, of course. Uh, all that night was very much a blur. I'll be honest. <laughs> guys were so busy <laughs> it was definitely a, it was definitely a blur but yeah that was that was such a fantastic story as well um look in in our sort of closing because I really want to get on quickly to your um you're a big fan of personal development and have obviously created your uh, your limitless system so um I want you to speak to that a little bit so what is it and what does it do for for people 
Yeah. So Limitless is a self-development, self-empowerment workshop. And basically it's it's tailored towards women who want to develop themselves. And maybe they feel they've got limiting beliefs. Maybe they want to become the best version of themselves. And I was very into self-development on the lead up to all these pageants. So for 10 years, I was watching Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and all these different things about being the best version of you. Even on, on the day that I competed for Miss Great Britain, I actually watched uh, Oprah Winfrey's speech about being the best version of you just to get me really fired up. And that stuff um, really has an impact on the way that you act, even if you're not aware of it subconsciously if you actually believe certain things you'll either hold yourself back from it or it will propel yourself forward so I really wanted to show people what their limited beliefs were help them discover you know a journey of self-discovery for them um, and also breaking through their fears because fears hold you back and uh, quite often on the other side of fear are the best things but we do hold ourselves back and if you if you weren't fearful about anything, if you could remove that as an emotion, your life would be very different. You maybe would have taken the chance. You maybe would have went for that job and you'd probably be living a really different life right now. But fear holds us back a lot. So it's very much about breaking your fears where we do an exercise with a wooden board and you can write all your fears and the nasty thoughts that you've got about yourself and those inner thoughts of um you know, the imposter syndrome, all that type of stuff, any sort of negative stuff, you write it on your board. And then we get everybody in a big circle, we put really strong music on, everyone's clapping, it's a really high vibration, high atmosphere, and you smash right through your fears. And it's a really, it, it doesn't sound that much, but it's such a liberating experience. And uh, you actually get girls in tears and things as well, because it's women supporting women. And there's, they're smashing through their fears and they start to actually believe in themselves. And I find a lot of girls, even in the weeks after that I've done a Limitless session, um, I'll find I get messages from girls saying, you know that thing you taught me in Limitless? I actually used it today or I went for that job. Or even there was one girl the following day after the Limitless session was like, I entered that pageant just because I came to Limitless. It pushed me um, to do the things that I was scared of doing. So I like to see, it's very rewarding to see um, people living their best lives, technically, um, after doing the Limitless course. Oh, that's ace. That, that really is ace. Um, and how um, how can people find out about it to uh, enrol or, or, or get involved? Well, actually, recently I was thinking about um, doing an online course. So I haven't got the details yet, but if you keep an eye out, I should be doing something online soon um, because I'm getting a lot of people from maybe the other side of Great Britain, even some people from abroad as well. They've maybe seen that their friends have done it and they want to take part. So although it's a, it's a physical workshop that I do, I'm going to be turning it into an online version as well so that everyone can take part because it's a really good thing to do even just before a pageant, I think it just preps your mind really well and you go into it feeling really strong about yourself rather than thinking, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Um, it removes all those limiting beliefs. So it's uh, basically watch this space and uh, what find you on Instagram. So what's your Instagram handle? Yeah, so if you follow me on Instagram, it's at Amy Mizak, A-M-Y-M-E-I-S-A-K. I have to spell it because it's a funny surname. Um, it goes Polish, it goes way, 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 way back ancestors ago. Um, so if you follow me on Instagram, I will be updating that about any um, forward coming Limitless courses. Oh, wicked. So last question. Um, 
myself and Saffron came up with a strap line for Miss Great Britain, which is celebrating uh, the diversity in women's excellence. We like we think that that really encapsulates what what people find when they come to to GB. What does that mean to you? So for me, um, it's a bit of a tagline that I said earlier. It's the fact that the Miss GB organisation, um, they don't just accept you, they celebrate you. So the fact that I've made friends um, through Miss GB and we're all from very different backgrounds. Actually, one of um, my friends that I made through Miss GB is Arabic. Um, so she's obviously lived here, but she's half Arabic. So you meet people from all walks of life, people who do different jobs, people who live different places, different personalities. So it's really just a lovely mix of girls and anybody, anybody could take the crown and everybody's got a fair fighting chance. So uh, it's like I said earlier, you win for being you. So I love the fact that they celebrate the women it's not just yeah okay you'll do it's like we are actually really celebrated in it and and um, we're celebrating femininity as well oh amy on that note it's been an absolute pleasure uh spending the last sort of uh hour with you having a having a good chat probably the most time we've actually spent chatting um <laughs> together since we uh since we met um, so I'd just like to thank you very much, the reigning Miss Great Britain, Amy Myzak, for uh, sitting in on season one, episode four of the Miss GB Pageantry HQ podcast. And we shall see you on the next one. Thank you very much.